Hi, and welcome to another episode of Canadian Manufacturing Talks. Today, my guest is Natalia Steven, president of Compound Metal Coatings, Inc., here to talk about her business, the technology involved in coatings, and the unique challenges of the electrification revolution. Welcome, Natalia. Pleasure to have you uh, sit down with us here at uh, Canadian Manufacturing. Uh, of course, I'm Sadi, the editor here. I'm just wondering if you can uh, sort of just introduce yourself and uh, your business just briefly. Oh, my name is Natalia Steven. I'm the president of Me- Compound Metal Coatings, uh, Inc., a company who's been around for about 22 years. This year, actually, is going to be 22 years. Can you tell us then a little bit about your background and how you came to create Compound Metal Coatings and sort of your journey in the manufacturing industry? I studied at Polytechnical Institute, Faculty of Chemical Technology in Bucharest, Romania. Uh, after university, I moved to South Africa, uh, where I specialize in material science and uh, metal finishing. I came to Canada at the end of 95. I worked uh, in metal finishing industry for a few years. Uh, and uh, in 1st of September uh, 2001, I started Compa Metal Coating. I decided to go start my own company. And uh, of course, it was a very rocky start because um, 11 days later, it was that awful heartbreaking event of September 11. And uh, that triggered an immediate uh, recession. In an instant, uh, aerospace and uh, automotive industry went down and so many other related uh, industries. So from the beginning, I decided that I have to be diversified. So that's pretty much what I did. And this is how I started in the middle of a recession. Interesting. And when you say diversified, to you, that means uh, uh, nickel and composite coatings? Uh, It was uh, not just the product because we did, of course, it was electroless nickel and uh, composites. Uh, We we added, we added nickel PTFE, nickel boronite. I see. uh, But it was mostly not to to, to be diversified within many and as diverse, as uh, as many industries as we could. We wanted to work with... Uh, aerospace and with military and with oil and gas and with nuclear, with many industries, uh, more students and dies, you know. So if another um, recession happens, we, no, we, we have a little bit of a buffer. We don't go down with just one industry. Prior to that diversification, which industry were you primarily serving? Um, at the beginning, we, we, that was right from the beginning, right? So uh, we started to to work with the, the plastic tooling industry. I see. Okay. And uh, for uh, I just want to give a bit our readership a bit of background knowledge because, uh, of course, we have a readership that comes to manufacturing from different places in Canada, food manufacturing, pharmaceuticals. So for our readership that might have a little bit less knowledge about uh, nickel and composite coatings and uh, that sort of stuff, are you able to uh, maybe like briefly break down um, what, what, sort of like what your business does and how the technology works in as simple terms as possible? So, well, we do electroless nickel of all obviously composite coatings like nickel PTFE and nickel boronite, right? mm-hmm. as well as physical vapor deposition coatings and DLC, which we added to our um, products in 2010. These co- coatings are uh, used in high precision components. They, they've got very uh, small t- tolerances. 
um, they, there's the type of uh, coaching that they need um, skill work and knowledge because uh, you have to have a very tight control on the process. They are most used coatings on high precision components. So of course we work with uh, the plastic tooling industry because we started with it. And that is an industry I actually fell in love with right from the beginning. And um, that industry within itself is diversified because there are so many applications in the plastic industry from pharmaceutical products to medical, to, to uh, automotive, to food industry, thin wall containers, blow molding, thermoforming, like it's just huge, right? Uh, so we work with them a lot, uh, but uh, also a medical device for uh, um, analytical instruments. Uh, it's, a, it's a big industry we work with. Nuclear, it's a lot of electrolytes nickel done in nuclear. And lately we've been doing some diamond-like coating as well. Um, a lot of uh, in mining, in oil and gas, in uh, automotive is a lot of electrolytes nickel. Um, we do a lot of aftermarket products on automotive. Um, mostly any components they need wear resistance, corrosion protection, or release properties are benefiting from our coatings. Are you able to maybe explain to me or maybe our readership what exactly electrolysis nickel is or nickel boronite? You know, the, some of these terms that might be highly technical, are you able to maybe explain how, how they work? Electrolysis nickel is a co-deposition between nickel and phosphorus. And the, the term electroless means that we do not use electricity, which makes our product extremely uniform. That's why okay. it's used so much in high, high precision components. Uh, typical plating, which people know, if it's, uh, if it's got electrodes and electricity, will actually have a variation like chrome plating. We'll have a variation between high current density and low current density. In our case, uh, electroless nickel doesn't have that variation at all. Um, it's a it's an extraordinary coating because it go into internal surfaces. So a lot of the the molds that like we we coat we coat the the cooling channels to to help for a corrosion against the water because it can it can do that. It's, it's coating uniformly everywhere. So there are various products within the electrolytes nickel can be high phosphorus, medium phosphorus, or a low phosphorus electrolytes nickel, which will give you different properties for the deposits. We combine that with particles like boronitrite or, or PTFE, and we create a different kind of surface, like very slippery, low coefficient of friction to help for tribological application or for release properties. What we also do, which is very different than most people, we, because we edit our physical vapor deposition coatings to uh, our products, we do combinations of coatings. Uh, many times a, pro, uh, an, a component needs wear resistance and corrosion protection. At that time, we can combine electrolytes nickel, which gives you a very good corrosion protection, and the physical vapor deposition coating on top of it, like chromium nitriting or titanium nitriting, and that will actually address both issues. And we have uh, in-depth knowledge of both technologies, which is very unique. And um, our customers love that because we get, like they come to one place and we do it all. Interesting. Um, with that in mind, I think I'm I'm curious, sort of, um, what are the key areas of focus uh, for your business this year in 2023? Well, 2023, um, we started to work with our uh, in in a, in a plastic tooling industry. We're working with our customers uh, to uh, create better 
coatings and combinations to address the um, new uh, biodegradable resins uh, and recycled material, which has been used a lot more uh, recently. And that creates uh, problems for the mold of wear of corrosion or uh, the, uh, the release properties more than the uh, traditional uh, resins. So we are actually um, focusing on creating a combination which is better for, as we said, corrosion protection, wear resistance and release properties. Also, we would like to increase our presence in the military uh, and defense industry. Uh, it's been an industry which actually uh, it's it's uh, growing right now. Uh, we already have uh, customers uh, in this industry, but uh, we would like to increase our, um, our presence. Um, we are actually sponsoring a conference in, in November in London, Ontario. It was the defense conference, but uh, a big focus for us uh, this year is also to work more with um, hydrogen production, carbon capture, fuel cell systems, these uh, new technologies which are being developed to, you know, in our race to lower the carbon print and generate clean energy. And um, we already have uh, customers which are doing um, uh, uh, hydrogen generation, but, uh, and in the last year, this tripled, really. So I have been to a conference in uh, Texas last uh, month, and it was absolutely fascinating um the that conference is uh, i've been told that it grew by three times since last year and there are so many new technologies developed being developed as we speak and it's a lot of funding from all governments all over the world um in this crazy race we have to to save our planet and uh I felt it's a, there are a lot of applications where coatings are very very important I learned quite a bit by being there. I don't know, it felt like we are in the middle of a new industrial revolution when you see the amount of uh, uh, innovation which is happening right now. And uh, I would like CMC to be complementary coatings to be part of that. I think that is an historic moment in the industry right now. Absolutely, it's a, it's clear that um, you know every industry is in the midst of a, a change, uh, you know, due in part to uh, environmental pressures. Uh, I'm wondering if you can tell me quickly what the name of the conference was in Texas. It was hi uh, hydrogen production and carbon capture technology. Okay, so with that in mind, I'm sort of curious uh, what's been the main near-term challenge for CMC this year. You know, a lot of manufacturers are are having trouble sourcing good talent or uh, having supply chain issues due to uh, inflation, longer lead times on raw materials and things like that, or, you know, uh, pressure from environmental regulators here in Canada to, you know, switch products or make their uh, products more uh, environmentally sustainable. I'm curious, um, what would CMC and what would you say are the uh, may have been the main challenges? challenges? Well, the main challenges for us uh, were like uh, this year and part of last year, of course, is the increase, uh, the price increases on everything. We had some supply problems at the beginning and then we have to increase uh, the inventory by quite a bit. There are still some on electronic, uh, like if we need pumps or uh, controllers, we still have to wait for six months for it. But for uh, our main product, which are like chemicals, of course, and targets, the price increase is like phenomenal. Like on the chemicals, so we the, our price increase by is by one hundred and seventy percent, which is, wow. is, is 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 insane. And everything else, like our lease doubled. You know, the salaries are higher. 
we could not pass that to our customer. Our like I think that we increased the co the prices to our customers by ten percent, which is not a lot, but uh, we would like to keep them in the game, right? So if you increase the price too much, they cannot be competitive. So we are very sensitive to our customer needs, obviously. Um, but like every other industry, I think uh, we also had problem finding skilled workers. That seems to be like a, it's a big, big issue. Most people, they will like prefer a job which will be like work from home or do something like which is not possible in manufacturing. Yeah, that makes sense. With that in mind, some of the goals of your business this year and where you're focused, um, you know, the trade shows and uh, conferences that you've been to, along with the challenges that uh, um, CMC faced recently, uh, where do you hope to see CMC go uh, over the next few years? How do you see specifically, uh, how do you see it growing? Well, we would like to grow with these new industries like the hydrogen production industry, for sure, and Yes, um, I'm be having a lot of meetings uh, with uh, people in the industry, uh, and we part of uh, a few big research uh, uh, programs for these technologies. Uh, we would like to also uh, develop or use our technologies with the customers we already have to offer them better products for the challenges they have right now. As I said, with the new resins and uh, or uh, new environmental um, restrictions, uh, we would like to continue to service our customers uh, to and then to offer the right solutions for their coatings. We have noticed that lately, a lot of our customers are uh, having more um, need for consultancy as well. The coatings in general are not something which is a easy, like you can't learn it from. Yes, there are material science people which are assigned to various big companies, but it's it's a combination between knowledge from a textbook and experience. And uh, we have noticed that some of that experience somehow retired <laughs> in the past uh, year or two. And uh, we have been involved a lot in uh, advising and consulting our uh, uh, customers when they develop a new product on what type of codecs they need to use. We have even training to put together uh, for design engineers to understand more about coatings. And when they design a, a part to take in consideration all the pro and con for adding material or uh, to a component. So um, our main focus is to grow our company really and uh, help our customers. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. And it sounds like uh, you know something that a lot of other uh, advanced manufacturers are, are also dealing with. Um, if you had to, I guess, uh, offer a prospective solution to the talent shortage issue or how to, you know, successfully secure some of that good talent or s- somebody more experienced, what would what would you say is, is a good strategy or what, what do you want to see in the labor market? I would really like to see uh, the colleges offering courses more specific to mm. industries. I think that that's very important. Um, we would ha- like to invite uh, the college uh, um, students to come and visit the industries and see the pos- the opportunities they could have if they actually become skilled workers. And um, uh, I think that that's a very important approach. We have to train young people. That's okay. that's because eventually uh, the the older generation will retire. So we have to be able to pass that experience. 
Yeah, and you sort of touched on that when you mentioned that you know you, you're finding that clients are coming to you um, with uh, you know a lot of a lot more questions than maybe that they they used to um, uh, needing consultancy services as well. And sort of with that in mind, I'm sure that's a plus for your business. But I'm curious what you want prospective clients to know about your business. What we do at CMC, we don't just offer coatings; we call mm -hmm. we offer solutions. So many times our customers, as we said, are uh, are having a problem. Something is not uh, performing as supposed to. And when they come to us, we actually offer a solution to their problem. Uh, we are a very uh, ethical company. Um, we're very professional, even with that we are a small company. And uh, I, we've been told that we are very easy to work with. And um, we do care. We care about our customers and the customer success quite a lot.